when you enter into that place, you can tell is this an atmosphere where honor reigns or is this an atmosphere where dishonor reigns? Because a dishonorable atmosphere is heavy. It's an atmosphere of uh, compulsion. It's an atmosphere of uh, competitiveness. When you enter in that atmosphere of honor, there's, there's no flippancy. There's no, there's no cutting backhanded remarks said with a smile. That's dishonorable. Right? And you enter into that atmosphere and you can sense it. What you're sensing in here tonight is honor. Honor for God. Honor for His things. Mark 14, verse 4. Well, let's start in verse 3. And being in Bethany in the house of Simon the leper, as he sat at meat, Jesus was eating dinner. There came a woman having an alabaster box of ointment, of spikenard, very precious. And she broke the box and poured it on his head. Now, there are people that go into all kinds of conjecture about how she got this box. I don't care how she got the box. That, that's irrelevant. I've heard people say that this was a very sinful woman and, and that she uh, uh, was a prostitute and used her money from prostitution to buy this. Well, maybe so. But here's the thing. Don't lose sight of what she's doing. It doesn't matter what she had been. Don't lose sight of what she's doing. And, and, and most... Most people would agree this box cost about a year's wages. So it's very costly. Isn't that what the Bible says? Can, can you show me this verse in the Amplified Bible? Please, ma'am. Yes. Daniel's like, yes, sir. But I, I, I want you to see this. Because there's something that Jesus says about this that is very important. And being in Bethany, the house of Simon the leper, I think that's the KJV. We're working on the Amplified. Glory to God. Because uh, it, sh- it shows us something concerning this. Because notice this woman shows up and he's sitting in the house with these men And notice, while he was in Bethany, a guest in the house of Simon the leper, as he was reclining at table, a woman came with an alabaster box of ointment, perfume of pure nard, very costly and precious. And she broke the jar and poured the perfume over his head. So it's it's not just an ointment, it's aromatic. And the aroma of her gift fills this room. So you not only could hear the honor in what she did, you could perceive the honor because of the atmosphere. And there were some that had indignation within themselves and said, why was this waste of the ointment made? Wait a minute. She poured it on Jesus' head. And when you read the other accounts of the Gospels, it was His disciples that said that. 
waste. See, what you're doing tonight is not a donation. It's an offering that honors God. And notice something. And Jesus said, let her alone. Why do you trouble her? She's wrought a good work on me. You have the poor with you always. And wherever, whenever you want, you can do them good. But me, you do not always have. She's done what she could. She's come aforehand to anoint my body to the burying. Watch this. Truly I say to you, wherever this gospel shall be preached throughout the whole world, this that she has done will be spoken of a memorial of her. Amen. Notice what the memorial was. Not a word, an offering. An offering. When you come tonight to give with your families, you're saying, Lord, I'm setting up a memorial tonight. On September 25th, I'm setting up a memorial that as for me and my house, we're going to serve God. We're going to serve you. We're going to make our lives honorable to you. So we're not just giving. We're presenting an offering to the Lord. And we're worshiping Him. Notice in 1 Chronicles chapter 16. Hallelujah. And they are having a night of giving in the Little Rock location as well. Tonight. And um, 1 Chronicles 16 and 29. David says, give unto the Lord the glory that is due His name. Notice, bring an offering and come before Him. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. So this is right after David brought the ark back to the city of Jerusalem. And notice what he tells the people. Number one, give the Lord the glory that's due His name. How? Bring an offering. Is that right? Give the Lord the glory, do His name, bring an offering, and as come before Him with an offering, worship the Lord with an offering in the beauty of holiness. Amen. Hallelujah. Our offerings should give glory to the Lord. Not just through their amount, through the honor. Through the honor. You can give a large amount with no honor. You can give a smaller amount with honor. You can give a large amount with honor. You can give a small amount with no honor. There there are people that think they need their offering more than God. And they despise what they're able to give. And they don't realize they're despising God's offering. And he said in 1 Samuel 2... He said, them that honor me, I will honor, but those that lightly esteem me will be lightly esteemed. Ever what you're bringing tonight, it's honorable to God. It's a memorial. It's you're worshiping God in the beauty of holiness. You're bringing it to the Lord. 
Amen. And there, there are people you have upped your giving the last three years in this night of giving. You're giving more tonight than you've ever given in any other offering during the night of giving. And we praise God for that. But there are people that you're just starting out in understanding this. You've got to understand something. If you're coming with what you feel is a small amount, you tell the Lord, I'm honoring you with this. Amen. I'm going to worship you with this. Amen. Glory to God. Bring an offering. That word means a gift, a present. It's a sacrificial offering. And in the Hebrew it says usually bloodless. So it's not an offering for sin. It's not an offering for righteousness. It's a sacrificial offering to worship God. To worship the Lord. A gift or a present should never be an afterthought. Think about that. Oh, I forgot his birthday. I better get something. You see, there, what no thought was put into, no honor can be put into. You follow me? Amen. See, it's a gift. It's a present. I never liked belated birthday cards. That means you forgot. Right? <laughs> Hallelujah. I was making a video for a birthday today, so I wouldn't forget. Amen. Hallelujah. It's Pastor Mark's birthday. Amen. Glory to God. I got, I got a, a, a text from my niece. I don't know what time last night. said, hey, Uncle, can you make a video for Dad's birthday? And I said, yeah, I'll make it in the morning. And I made it, and I told my wife I made it, and she said, Ooh, you're a brave man. <laughs> Baby, I get up looking good. I just, I just need you to know it. And Dave, that's why we keep our hair so short. We get up, run our hands up. We're done. We're good. Amen. Jeremy gets up. He's got to put Vidal Sassoon and, uh, you know. Right? But, 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 but here's, here's my point. I forgot I better get something. A gift or a present that comes from the heart is one that's been thought out. It's one I've prepared for. Amen. Look at, uh, you're right there in First Chronicles. Look at chapter 22 and verse 14. This verse just blesses me so much because you can hear David's heart. He says, now in my trouble. You know, I was very overwhelmed to learn that word trouble means poverty. In my poverty, I have prepared for the house of the Lord a hundred thousand talents of gold, a thousand thousand talents of silver and of brass and iron without weight. 
for it is in abundance. Timber also and stone have I prepared that you may add thereto. David said, notice, I have, notice the word, I have prepared. I have prepared. So he was planning this. He prepared 3,750 tons of gold. 37,500 tons of silver. That's what he prepared for the house of the Lord. That's what he prepared. He, he made it a goal. When David would go and, and other country, he would have a conflict with other countries, he would take the gold and the silver from that country and put it in the treasury for the house of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Verse 5 of the same chapter, notice. And David said, Solomon, my son, is young and tender. And the house that is to be builded for the Lord must be exceeding magnifical. Now, we don't use that word magnifical a lot. But he said, it has to exceed great magnificence. For, for what reason? It must be exceeding magnifical of fame and of glory throughout all countries. I will therefore now make preparation for it. So David prepared abundantly before his death. One translation says, My son Solomon is young and inexperienced, and the house to be built for the Lord should be of great magnificence and fame and splendor in the sight of all nations. Notice, he said, I want this house to produce awe and wonder throughout the nations. I want it to be so magnificent that people are awestruck when they see it. That's how he planned. Uh, 1 Chronicles 29 and verse 1. Furthermore, David the king said to the congregation, Solomon, my son, whom God alone hath chosen, is yet young and tender, And the work is great, for the palace is not for man, but for the Lord God. Notice how he referred to the house of the Lord. A palace. The palace is not for man. Now notice his heart. I don't want to give God just a building. I want to give Him a palace. I remember when my pastor started uh, Agape Church. It was actually Agape Country Church. Uh, started in, uh, in a, uh, uh, there was a uh, drugstore chain that had come in. They built a new uh, shopping mall off of Barrow Road there in Little Rock. And uh, uh, he, they needed a place to meet, so he went and he bought three of those, uh, I say bought, leased three of those uh, areas there to put the church in, and it's called Agape Country Church. And his goal when they built the church was to build it to make it look like a barn, Agape Country Church. And when their their first television tapings came on, uh, the camera would swoop in, and uh, uh, he'd be sitting on the front row, and they kind of opened like hee-haw, howdy, 
Agape Country Church. Well, that's what they were called, the Agape Country Singers, Agapes. And he was praying about the church, and, and he had the plans drawn up to make it look like a barn. And, and it was going to be nice, but it was going to look like a barn. And the Lord spoke to him and said, Son, I was born in a barn. I want you to give me a palace. I want you to give me a palace. Hallelujah. It's, it's, it's the mindset of giving. We, what we give God, we want it to be exceeding anything I've ever done. You see what I'm saying? And, 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 and that's why when you have places and you run into places and it's just like it don't matter how things are and the quality and the excellence is lacking and, and, and you know, uh, it's, it's the, the, the building don't matter, the landscaping don't matter, these things don't matter. That's a lack of honor. Because whatever we have, we want it to be as close to a palace as we can make it. Is that right? Oh, glory. Chapter 29, right there, verse 3. Moreover, because I've set my affection to the house of my God, I have of my own proper good of gold and silver that I've given to the house of my God. Over and above all, I've prepared for the holy house 3,000 talents of gold of the gold of Ophir and 7,000 talents of refined silver to overlay the walls of the house with all. Mm. 101 tons of gold. About a year ago, that was $3.3 billion. For a church. 235 tons of silver. See, when you give in this offering tonight, it is a testimony to your family and everybody watching that your affection is towards the house of God. Amen. This means something to me. And, and here's what you, you need to understand. This, this goes for uh, a purpose. Obviously, there's always a purpose. But this isn't to pay the bills. This isn't a, a light offering. We're not having a night of giving because we're behind. We're having the best year we've ever had financially. I got the financial man right here. He can tell you we're in the black, completely in the black. Not trying to catch up. What, when you give tonight, it's worship to the Lord with you and your family directed towards what God is asking us to direct it towards. Amen. Amen. Look at verse 6. Am I helping you with this little teaching? But notice, the chiefs of the fathers, the princes of the tribes of Israel, the captains of thousands and of hundreds, and the rulers of the king's work, notice this, offered willingly and gave for the service of the house of God of gold 5,000 talents and 10,000 drams of silver, 10,000 talents of brass, 18,000 talents, and 100,000 talents of iron. They brought willingly $5.5 billion. Hmm. And then it says there were those that gave precious stones, and we don't even see how much they were worth. 
They with whom precious stones were found gave them to the treasure of the house of the Lord. Well, you know what precious stones are, diamonds, rubies, pearls, whatever. They gave them. Notice they gave them. These gifts were given not for show, but because they had their affection set towards the house of God. My affection is set towards your house. The people, notice, it says they rejoice. Verse 9, the people rejoice, for they offered willingly, because with a perfect heart they offered willingly. Notice it says that twice. To the Lord, and David the king rejoiced with great joy. Now, look at, look at something in 1 Kings. When I read through the scriptures, very often I, I, I read through it with this mindset that there are things that are just not coincidence. Amen. 1 Kings 3. And this is something that very often I uh, hear people preach about and they miss something. Because I want you to see, they very often they start with verse 5. The Lord appeared to Solomon in Gibeon. The Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night. And God asked, what shall I give you? And they preach on that. How would you like God to come and ask you what you would like Him to give you? Well, notice why. Verse 3. And Solomon loved the Lord, walking in the statutes of David his father. Only he sacrificed and burned incense in high places. And the king went to Gibeon to sacrifice there, for that was the great high place. A thousand burnt offerings did Solomon offer on that altar. So he goes, and in one setting, he offers a thousand burnt offerings. A thousand. And in Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream and asked, what shall I give you? In response to what? What he gave God. Amen. When you give tonight, you're opening doors up to so many things. It may just be financial in, in your mind. That may be something that, that you have need of. Obviously, it's first and foremost to honor God. But when you sow and you give and you honor God, He said, those that honor me, I'll honor. Wisdom is coming to you. Wisdom that can't be overcome. I mean, the kind of wisdom where they look at you like they looked at Jesus and said, where does He get these words? Isn't that wonderful? Tonight, when you give, the courage from your enemy is going to be taken. No, no strength left in them. I mean that. I see that so clear. I see your enemy leaning over the ropes. He's done. The energy, the heart is gone. Mmm. Look at 2 Chronicles 1. I want to read this in both accounts because we need to see this. 
2 Chronicles 1, 6. And Solomon went up thither to the brazen altar before the Lord, which is at the tabernacle of the congregation, and offered a thousand burnt offerings upon it. In that night did God appear to Solomon and said unto him, Ask what I shall give you. Hallelujah. You see this. This is not flippant with God. These were offerings that were offered just to Him. That what you're giving tonight, you've not mixed it with anything else. This is solely for God. Amen. You see that? Because it has a purpose. When, when you stood on the night of vision, and we talked about believing God then for what you wanted to give in this night, that was December. And now here we are in September, and you're giving what you've purposed to give since December. That means it's only for God. This offering is a memorial. It's a time to be remembered. It's a time that we can point back to and say, that's the night things changed. Hallelujah. 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 Do, do you see that? I don't, I don't have, I'm, matter of fact, I'm done. We're going to prepare our hearts for what we're going to do tonight. But, you know, I want to encourage you, and, and you're very good at this anyway. When, when you come with your family, or if you're coming by yourself, you're still coming with your family because you're here with your family. Amen. And we're going to worship God with you. Amen. But, you know, I encourage you. You have your kids, your grandkids. Bring them around. They, they need to understand what we're doing. And especially if you're a dad here, and, and I know we have single mothers as well, and I, and I encourage you, if, if you're a dad, you want to lead your family up to this place of giving, and you want to encourage them to worship the Lord with it. We're not in a hurry. We're not rushing this. The offering is the message. I'm just telling you how we do it. Amen. The offering is the message. Amen. Amen. And so you worship the Lord with that. When uh, I was uh, preparing to leave, I uh, went and made our checkout that we had decided to give to the Lord. And uh, Pastor Michelle was, and Lily were getting ready for school. I usually take her to school, but I was leaving. So, but I, we went in the in the kitchen, and uh, and I said, now I said. Now, I'm talking to my girls, right? I said, girls, this is what we've decided to give to the Lord. And I showed Liliana. And uh, I, of course, Pastor Michelle and I had already agreed on it. But there in that room, we just lifted it up to the Lord. The Lord, we worship you with this. We magnify your name with it. This is just for you. Amen. And, and I impressed on her something. 
that this is a memorial gift to God. This ensures that your children will never know lack. Ever. Because you're setting up a memorial to God. When the people of Israel, when they came out, completely out of of the the wilderness, and they were getting ready to cross the Jordan, God told uh, Joshua, He said, get heads of the 12 tribes, and you have them go take 12 stones out of the river Jordan, and you have them set up those stones as a memorial. And he said, and then that way, in the time to come, when their children ask, what does this mean? They can tell them. This means God brought us out. You're giving tonight because God brought you out. There are people in the sound of my voice, God did for you what nobody else could do. God healed you. God delivered you. God turned your life around. You're doing for God. You're doing, God did for you what no one can do. And now we're honoring him. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So brothers, if you want to come tonight.